scoring issues, guys, it is an exciting Sunday. I've had a great weekend, first off, of just sports in general. Uh, today was one of the most – like I don't remember a March like this in a while where I had uh, U.S. men's national team played at noon today. Vol baseball ended up doubleheader, I guess is kind of what you'd call it. Had to finish out uh, a game that uh, ended in a rain delay on, on Saturday night. Um, which it ended in exciting fashion. Don't worry, we're, we'll talk all about it. Um, then we had March Madness Sweet 16 games finishing up. We're actually, you know, still watching um, one of those games right now. But it's just been a great day of sports. I, I don't remember one of these in a while. Yeah, and then Florida gets swept in baseball, and then uh, by South Carolina, and then Alabama's down by nine right now, um, right before the end of the first half. So yeah, it's been it's been good. Even though I bet on Alabama, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. It's a win-win for me. That's one of those losses you are totally fine with. You're you're not worried about it at all. Um, It's been a great sports day, like I said, though. Um, I didn't realize Florida got swept. They completed the sweep. That's good. That's good news. I like to hear that. Um, We are going to talk about some of uh, spring football's uh, notes, a little spring spring practice report. It's underway. Coaches uh, have met with media. Players have met with the media. Um, uh, There's just a there's a lot of uh, energy around the program right now. Um, which, which is, you know, it's easy to do with transition, but it's also hard to do with the state of the program. And uh, we, we'll definitely get into that. Also talk about uh, some of the negatives. Um, we'll, we'll do kind of what we've been doing with uh, uh, ranking some of uh, the, these players going into the 2021 season. Um, again, a lot of energy around the program. I, I'm pretty excited for the direction. That doesn't mean it's definitely going to work out or anything, but an exciting direction the Vols are headed. Speaking of great directions, Tennessee with the sweep over LSU, just to get the series win is big. We we talked about what you know what it's really going to be like for you know for Tennessee in a tough Southeastern Conference. That's an exciting victory. I can't wait to really get into that. Um, also, because it was fun to see LSU just pissed off for pretty much three days straight. That was awesome. Um, there, oops, sorry. Yeah, like o four um, in challenges. <laughs> they won one. <laughs> they won one. They got the one that went off the batter's wrist. They, they got oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did get that one. Um, like he had to show a mark on his wrist. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it did hit me. <laughs> it right and, it, and it still went to camera. They still, right. they still yeah. went to the headsets. Um, then we'll talk about, like I said, March Madness. Uh, it's been – I've enjoyed the Sweet 16 games outside the fact that no over hit. That's sucked. Um, big big over, over guy over here. Yeah, life's too short to bet the under. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, if you got questions, drop them in the chat throughout the show. We'll, we'll get to them. Uh, if we don't get to them right away, trust me, we will get to them. I promise. Stay with me. We're excited to talk all about Tennessee athletics. Um, I might have to – I know Landon brought the prop. I might have to go get a prop of my own, though. That's how excited I am. There you go, yeah. And then, of course, our segments. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Landon's going to tell you guys about some of our sponsors before we get this show going. Also, tell us where you're listening from all across all across the world. Love to hear the geography. Um, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Um, also, go check out our sponsor, Volunteer Roadshow. Um, do a great job of making this show possible. So, uh, go check all of them out. Um, you can follow both of us on Twitter. And uh, I think that's it. I'm ready. Let's like get it. Said, it's been a good weekend. The greatest intro in the Southeast. I'll see you guys on the other side. <laughs> Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, man. 
made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, dit to do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Sunday, March 28th. Guys, it is an exciting time on Rocky Top. I feel like Tennessee fans deserve this. Um, I know the legends of, uh, of Lindsey Nelson deserve this. Um, Tennessee baseball is, is, is rolling right now. I don't think there's any other way to put it. I kind of mad at Landon feel like when I said, Hey, what, what are we talking about tonight? And he sent me an entire outline and, and it wasn't just filled with fall baseball. I was a little upset. I'm a lot. I was a little upset, but we'll get to it. I promise. I'm excited that, Hey, you all just got to hang on to the show a little bit longer. Landon's trying to reel you in. He, he's fishing out here. Yeah, yeah, you got to wait for the good stuff. You've had a full day filled of Tennessee baseball <laughs> and walk-offs and things like that. I was trying to mix it up a little bit. I love but it. We're, we're going to get to it. Of course, of course, we will get to it. Um, first, we're talking spring practice report. That That's kind of what's, um, you know, I know like that's always going to kind of be king, and that's just kind of part of it. Baseball, though, um, baseball is, is it going to be the – first off, is Tennessee the next – SEC baseball program, you you they're, know they're, they're coming for the throne. Um, whether that's in Tennessee's hearts, because I do think we're a baseball school, especially right now. <laughs> um, or or is it just the S like SEC baseball, like you mentioned? Um, I think Tennessee is definitely on the rise. You kind of saw it this weekend, going against uh, LSU. I'm kind of going, I'm kind of just going for it. Now I didn't, I didn't fill it up with all baseball, but I'm kind of just going for it. <laughs> I like um, it. But uh, you know, a, a historic program like LSU, and, and to finally get a mm-hmm. a sweep, um, not even a win. Um, a, a win was nice on Friday night. That was the first. You know, we were zero and eight against them in the last eight games. So to to get a win against them, get the sweep, the second sweep in uh, Tennessee baseball history over LSU was uh, was huge. Yeah, and and done in just and done in exciting fashion too. Um, and Tony Vitello even mentioned uh, how impressive the crowd was um, with, with how I mean, if you watched on TV, which I, I watched all three games on TV, I couldn't be there unfortunately. Um, yeah, the the crowd like I, I you could have fooled me. You could have been like Lindsey Nelson was completely full this this week, and I would have believed you. Um, it was a pretty rowdy crowd. Yeah, the atmosphere is great, and you know I went Friday night and. Uh, me and my dad were on the way back, and I was just like, you know, we started going when Serrano was the coach, and nothing against Serrano or anything like that. But, like, the atmosphere, even even with the um, limited capacity that you have now, it's still rowdier than that ever was. Right. Hey, you know, one thing, too, I think that helps it that's probably a little, like, underrated in the sense, you know, you mentioned coaches. Tony Fatello's kind of got that attitude. Like, he, he um, you know, he the team carries his attitude. And kind of like that, you know, we're the bullies, not the not not the bullied, and uh, and I think uh, I think the fans are kind of feeding off that energy a little bit too. Yeah, they, this team is kind of formed um, just like their head coach, mm-hmm. just you know, passionate, um, gutsy, fiery, you know, however you want to describe it. This team's got tough. guts, <laughs> tough, definitely tough. This team has guts, um, and if you want to say balls, they got balls too. Um, and they're mad at them because they're hitting it all over the place. 
Right. Uh, again, though, we, we, we'll get into ball baseball uh, later on in the show. Don't worry. We've got a we've got a pretty good section of it dedicated to it. Um, so stick with us. Let's talk spring practice, though. That's the uh, that started this week a little bit later than originally planned um, due to some some covid situations there. Um, but it is finally underway. And uh, it's, um, you know, it's kind of tough to, like, be excited about spring practice. But new coach, new new staff. Um, new players that that'll kind of naturally bring some some energy. So that's been um, that's been uplifting in that sense, and uh, that, I think that's been gone a long way to to you know get Tennessee fans excited. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I mean I I feel hopeful uh, now that I mean even more so now that they're on the field, uh, and it, it's good to see that. I think the biggest thing right now is it's good to see the guys having fun. And I'm not like sitting here saying they didn't have fun under Jeremy Pruitt because I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but it, it like it is being shown that they're having fun, and I can tell you that they are having fun right now for sure. Or is I could I'm not like oh they were miserable being held against their wills against Jeremy Pruitt. I have no idea, but they're having fun right now. Yeah, I, I think with Jeremy Pruitt that like his demeanor was kind of like I need to fix my current roster instead of you know, fixing it, like, from the roster that you have, he wanted to get more guys. Like, he spent all of his time recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I like kind of Josh Heupel's approach. It seems to, you know, he's going to – for one, this is probably the most talent he's had as a head coach. Um, so, I'm sure he's excited about that. But, I mean, he just seems to be, you know, focused on, you know, the players having a good time, the players learning the system. It just seems like both sides are, are really excited and not just like Jeremy Pruitt's coming in trying to recruit over me. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know where that stands as far as – I mean, yeah, definitely a different mentality that Jeremy Pruitt took in terms of, yeah, there was a ton of focus on recruiting. And before he left, he was able to put together a pretty good class, um, you know, that was there supposed to come in. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what that, you know, means for – uh, I, I don't know what that means, honestly, but uh, in terms of having fun. But it's, it's good to see them – obviously having a good time um as far as football goes all we know is kind of what the coaches have said <laughs> um yeah there's not anything else to really go off of um you know i think the i think the most you know interesting comment for me is kind of like jalen hyatt because i think you saw a son a ton of was it uh, goalish that, that made the mention that he's still a young pup learning and i think that's you know pretty interesting because he had some moments that he balled out like you saw sparks Mm-hmm. Um, of some really good stuff. And, and uh, so if they're able to kind of harness that and, and uh, get him from a young pup to a dog, uh, you know, that's the, I think that's really, really positive and um, uh, makes me really hopeful for, uh, you know, some of the talent on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. And he kind of mentioned a lot of those, I guess they're sophomore or redshirt freshmen, wide receivers, whatever they are. Um, guys in that 2020, 20 class, 2020, did I say like, did I give it like three twenties? Yeah, there were a lot of twenties in there. <laughs> Man, twenty twenty class. Um, those those freshman wide receivers last year that you know we we saw Jalen High, but we didn't really see you know Jimmy Holiday, Jimmy Callaway, and uh, Malachi Wadman. But Golish kind of mentioned all those guys and you know how how they are still learning and how they're learning from Bayless Jones Jr. and you know I think I think this program is going to like this should be wide receiver you because like that's the probably the most talent we have on this team is is that wide receiver that I, I, yeah i mean 
just looking at the past, but yeah, definitely going into this season, um, it's going to be almost like a necessity. Like you're really going to need to lean on that. Um, I thought last year you could have leaned on that unit if you, you know, just found more creative ways and better ways to get the ball in their hands. Or just put them on the field would be helpful. Too. Or just get them. Yeah. Getting them on the field <laughs> definitely would have been nice, but I, I think, yeah, I, I agree. Um, could have leaned on that, uh, that position group. You didn't, and you had a ton of talent there and you just weren't able to utilize them. Yeah. I hope that, and this, this offensive staff should have no problems utilizing like with any quarterback that they have um, should have a problem utilizing that yeah. group. So, so a couple of things I want to mention, um, you know, we, we saw the roster and obviously there's no Henry Toto, Kavaris Crouch. Um, but there was one that really surprised me and that was Sean Schamberger. Um, not, not really because of, you know, maybe he wants a new scenery and, and I, I get that, whatever. Um, but he wasn't a Jeremy Pruitt recruit. So that, that's why I kind of was weird to me that he was just, you know, looking elsewhere, I guess. And maybe that played into it. You mentioned kind of weird, but also this would be his second coaching change. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he just wanted to change the scenery. I, I don't know what the issue with that was, but, you know, you would think that he would, I, I don't know. I don't, I just, I really don't know. I, I, I thought he would be like be a focal point in that defense, um, right? So, yeah, I I was uh, I was pretty excited for Sean Chamberger too. I thought uh, you know he was. I mean, he's definitely got. I mean, he's going to be one of your older guys. That <laughs> bare, bare minimum, he's he's got some uh, seniority there. Um, but, but I mean, I thought he he played well too. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot. I think sec. I mean, the whole defense, honestly, a lot of question marks. Um, so I thought it provided some sense of uh, comfort, I guess is the right word. Um, it at least took one, maybe one question out of the equation. And, and mm-hmm. now with him leaving, not that there's, there's not, not that there's not talent there. Um, you know, there, you've got some guys that, that could play. Um, but yeah, I'd, you definitely, you definitely would have rather had someone that you, you seen get some significant playing time rather than not. Right. Um, and then you have D Beckwith is still running back. Are you surprised mm-hmm. by that? Um, yes and no. Yes, because – or sorry, I'll start with no. No, I'm not surprised because that position group lost everybody that has experience, um, at least at the University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of Jabari Smalls, who had like, what, 10 carries last year? If that. Um, <laughs> if that, yeah. D Beckwith had, what, two for yeah. uh, two for like 17 yards mm-hmm. like piece. Um, so no, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to probably try to find someone there that they, that can do it. And that, you know, if, if Ty Chandler or, um, Eric Gray were here, I could probably see D Beck with maybe looking, you know, them trying to find a place to get them on the field. Um, and then, I'm, and then I'll kind of go to why I am a little bit surprised. I think D Beck with could be a really, really good tight end in Josh Heupel's system. And, um, so like if he gets moved there, I won't be shocked. Yeah, th- there is like four running backs out of that 2020 class um, with Jabari Small, T. Hodge, Lenith Whitehead, D. Beckwith. So I, I don't think all of them stay there, but mm. I'm kind of with you. If there was one to leave, it would probably be D. Beckwith. Probably Lenith Whitehead would probably be my first, but uh, I mean, a guy that you're going to utilize in your offense would probably be D. Beckwith because you're so thin at. Um, tight end and I don't know like there's not like 
in this offense, I don't see Austin Pope being a focal point. I'm not saying he can't. Um, it, it just doesn't seem like a great fit. Um, right. But, you know, I, th- I think D. Beckwith would fit that mold a little bit better than Austin Pope. But who knows? Alec, Alex Golish said that um, he was really impressed with Austin Pope as a tight end. So, you know, maybe he can. Yeah, I, I, and maybe that uh, keeps – D Beckwith from, from moving, um, you know, moving there. You've, you've also got some other tight end options. It's not like Austin Pope and that's it. There, there's some other guys there that um, have a little bit, like, bit of experience. Um, Jacob Warren, he met with the media, didn't he? Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then he's older and he actually made some catches at the end of last year um, for some reason. I, I'll never figure out the play calling at the end of the season or during the season <laughs> um, ever, but yeah, I mean, I think there's some – so that could keep D Beck with it running back longer. But I think, too, like, I mean, God, you're, you have Jabari Small, um, Tyon Evans. But, I mean, Tyon Evans has only been with the team since January. So, you know, that's – he's not going to have – he's not going to necessarily get uh, more touches than D Beck with right now in practice, uh, who was who was at running back and on the team last year, even though it's a new – even though it's a new staff. And Tyon Evans comes in, and he's going to be the oldest <laughs> yeah. player there. Um, yeah. at that position, which is crazy, but uh, you know, he comes in as a Juco transfer, and you don't you, like you said, you lost pretty much everybody that had any kind of experience, and you're left with a bunch of sophomores, pretty much, right? And, and freshmen, right? Um, I, I think that I think that could be like one of the more underrated groups on the team. I think there's a, a lot of talent there, and then uh, I think to judging by Josh Heupel's like uh, hit, track record with running backs. I think like they can be utilized in so many different ways. You don't need like, you're not sitting here going this. And that's how the Cody Brown um, news shocked me, honestly, is just because Josh Heupel's had success with several different prototypes of running back. Like, he's not just using a, you know, a bruiser. He's not just using um, a short guy that can get out into space and be quick. Um, he, he's had success with several different types of running back. Um, so I think they, I think they can kind of mold what they need to. So I think that, and, and then there's a lot of talent. I don't think it's just like, oh, you got an underrated guy in there, find a way to use him. I think there's really talented guys that may not have a style that maybe, you know, Josh Heupel can find a way to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and Cody Brown's weird to me because he went to Miami and they basically run the same offense, you know, that kind of fast, high-tempo offense that we're going to run. Yeah. Drew Fox said Kyle Pitts 2.0. I don't know if he's referring to Beckwith or uh, – um, Austin Pope. Austin Pope, for sure. Which one do you think? For, for sure. For sure. Uh, Joe Fowler said it's kind of wild to have a 6'5 running back, but whatever works. I, yeah, it is wild. Jalen Hurd was, what, 6'4"? Um, yeah. Someone told him he was too tall to play running back in the league, and now he's not playing wide receiver in the league. So, 6'1", half a dozen the other. I don't know why it matters. Probably should have kept playing running back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how big is Derrick Henry? Oh, 100%. I laugh when people are like, it's too big. If you're a good running back, you're a good running back. Doesn't matter how big you yeah. are. <laughs> Score touchdowns. Right, right. Uh, anything else you kind of want to mention about spring about the team with spring practice? These guys that are in building because that's who Josh Heupel wants to talk about. Um, which I I like. I like that. I like the style, the approach he's taking. Yeah. So I mean, that little bit of hope that you had with Henry Toto and Kavars Crouch is just out the window. I guess. They, right. I mean, it was probably already gone to begin with, but there was that little bit of. Tennessee hope that you always have at the start of spring practice. You're like, you know, maybe they just show up. Um, didn't happen. So, yeah, it's probably kind of over 
with those two guys. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm going to move on too. Yeah. Josh Michael's move moving on. We got to move on. My number 11 jersey is now Jalen Hyatt. No, that's yeah. It. I mean, no, it no. Would, actually, it's Bobby Graham a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I would take them back in a heartbeat, but I'm, I'm not going to dwell on them leaving the program. It is what right. it is. No, for sure. I, and I and that's you know it's good that um, you know it's got to be hard for the the team in terms of like you lost a leader, like you lost your your defensive anchor, um, your best player, your leader, and it's good that they can. I mean, you've heard the players say it. They're like. We're worried about the guys in here. That, I mean, and that's a, that's the approach you have to have. Like, obviously, you want Henry Toto on the team, but once he's gone, you've got to just like that's it. He's gone. You can't win with him or lose with him now. You got to figure right. it out with the guys you got in building. So it's a it's a. I'll say that's another thing too is the players, and I think you had this with Jeremy Pruitt. I, I think you did for the most part. Um, but the players saying what the coaches are saying at least shows a level of of them buying him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, that's kind of what I think too. Um like like we meant they're just they just seem like they're having a good time. So yeah. I mean I'd have a good time too if I had ice cream after I mean, practice. I, yeah, I, I have a I'm great a big... time going to the games and getting blown out by Alabama. But um <laughs> Oh god. Now hopefully it just transfers. Well we have a good time before and after the game. That's what I want. There you go. All right, let's uh let's get to the bad news real quick, and then we can uh, we can get out of well we well we're not out of football, but we can at least get out of the bad news of it real quick. Uh, hey, you want, who's your starting quarterback right now? <laughs> starting quarterback, um, I think it's JG. I don't know how someone's got to beat him out. Someone's got to beat him out before um, before I can say otherwise. Um, what about Dormy coming to our pro day? Oh, did he? I didn't see that. Nice. I thought, I thought who. I thought he threw to. I, I'm not saying he Josh Palmer. He may have. I have no idea. Um, what about? Uh, is that more surprising than Chad Kelly being at Ole Miss's pro day? <laughs> Sorry, swag was. Yeah, swag Kelly, dude. He was slinging it too. Was he like, like, is he trying to make a comeback? I would think if he's at a pro day, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. I didn't know if he was like trying to be an assistant coach and just like throwing. Oh yeah, no. Oh, you're thinking he's like Marshall Henderson <laughs> trying to yeah, come back yeah, he's trying to grab the, um, the Greg Oden. Yeah, no, no. I think he's trying to make a run at it again. Um, good for him, hotty toddy. Um, Speaking of Greg Oden, have you seen like the video of him? Like that granny comes up to him and he's like, "She's like, do you play basketball?" And he's like, "I used to." I was like, man, that's so sad. <laughs> I've not seen that. You'll have to show me. And then the lady's like, I can beat you. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> Probably. I was, I was like, man, I feel so bad for that man. <laughs> I've missed that. Uh, I missed that. Um, okay, real quick, bad news. And then we'll, because Landon asked me who the starting quarterback was. Um, Caden Salter was the uh, unnamed juvenile in the arrest report. Uh, I don't even remember who all it was now. Off the top of my head, it was I know Martavius French was one of them. Yeah, Aaron um, Willis and Isaac Washington. Isaac, okay. Um, I don't honestly don't know what all it entailed. Originally, it sounded like just maybe marijuana, but then there might have been something to do with a robbery. Uh, now, who was charged with what? Don't know. Um, and Heupel did not elaborate on the situation, other than mentioning that Caden Salter was suspended. Yeah, uh, I do like how Hype will just come out and said it 
and didn't, right you know, instead of trying to like cover it up <laughs> didn't say he fell on a helmet or didn't say good point or just said you know he's taking a leave of absence or something stupid like that i mean just it's gonna come out anyway so you might right. as well just be like josh heupel and just come out and say it. and then i do it go back to kind of josh heupel a little bit I, I do like how he's kind of embraced the media a little bit um Apparently, they're going to get a lot more access access than they did under Jeremy Pruitt when they're actually outdoors. Obviously, indoors, or there's nobody allowed. Um, but I mean, it's gonna. I think it's going to be a lot more where we're going to kind of have a good feel for the team we have going into the season. Whether you know, last season it was just who knows. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay. Anything else you want to mention about the? Suspensions are just it's it's you just gotta be smarter. I mean yeah is it is it some something that you kick him off the team, kick him out of school? Probably not. Right now, I don't really have all the details. Right. That's the kind of part of it. Don't know what all happened. But yeah, if it's just weed, just just be smarter, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Maybe don't trust your RA as much. The URA is not your friend. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. Uh, Michael Shadden's asked, when, when are they going from full pads? I, do you know when the first scrimmage is going? That'll probably honestly be the first time they go. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. I'm sure they'll do a couple more days, and they'll probably go shells and, and stuff right. like that, and then go into full pads. Or, or I, don't need, I, don't, I don't know how high ball practices either. He might right. not ever go full pads. <laughs> Um, he might not believe in tackling drills. I don't know. I hope so. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't want to go back to like the 07 team that Tennessee couldn't tackle for whatever reason. Um, I'm out on that. Great job last year either. That that too. But I remember, I think it was like 07. It might have been like 05. It was an odd numbered year. I remember that. Uh, don't ask me how. I just remember them like literally not, like we might have not registered to tackle the entire season. It was awesome. <laughs> Uh, Cody Branch asks, will there be fans at spring game? I believe so. Um, I can't imagine there wouldn't be since there were at the fall games. Um, I think they'll probably say it's a limited number, you know, like 50%, something like that. That'll be more than enough to like for the fans that want to go to the game. That'll right. be more than enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited. I hope, uh, I think it's April 24th. Um, I hope it works out. I'd like to go to the spring game this year since I didn't get to go to a game. So, no matter, I will be there for probably 20 minutes because those games are – dude, they need to go to playing, like, games. I don't know if it was just when I was younger. It was more fun because I was younger. But, like, orange – put them in orange and white, kick off, and play. Like, you don't have to do full special teams, but play a game. It's not that hard. Yeah. Don't play do the – what's it called? The point system yeah. where they the did – The Butch Jones one? Yeah, good God. <laughs> Like, who wants to watch this? This is terrible. Yeah, it's, it's the best part good. of the whole thing was like the quarterback competition. Right. Right. All right. Let's talk about some of our uh, I know we've kind of we've we've uh, we've been on this subject in offseason because it's offseason, uh, but we'll, we'll keep doing it. Ranking top returners. So the guys that were here last year that we're excited about. Um, you know, are we going to go know. quarterback? Are you just skipping over that? You don't want to cover the quarterback? You know, did I, d- did you put that in there? Did I miss No, it? I'm just, I'm just asking you who, oh, who your starter was. I said JG, um, but if you're going to make me give a real answer, um, I, you know, I've got a, someone mentioned, I don't know if I can find the comment here. Someone said, you know, Hinden Hooker, 
Um, I, I think that's a real possibility. Uh, Hendon Hooker being the starter. Um, it just him having experience. Uh, you know, he's a pretty talented guy. I, I think he'll, he'll be probably your day one starter. That doesn't mean he'll start the entire year. Um, anything like that. I just, I can't imagine this Caden Salter situation is good for his, his relationship with the coaching staff. Um, yeah, not off to a great start. And right. that probably puts him behind. Whereas like, you know, maybe he was in the race to be a, the day one starter. I don't know, but uh, right. definitely put him a little bit behind. But yeah, I think Hooker would probably be mine as well. I, I think Bailey's a dark horse. Cause I think, I think Bailey would be my second. Yeah. Um, but Hinton Hooker didn't transfer to sit. So, now that kind of leads me to believe he's probably your starter. But hey, maybe it's Harrison Bailey. I don't know. He the guy does know how to win. He's won a lot of games. Um, I, yeah, I think I think Bailey is a. I think he's my second option. But right now, I think with everything I know right now, I think I got to go with Hooker. Yeah. So, um, so we had someone mention Joe Fowler mentioned Hooker season. Uh, Drew Fox maybe mentioned Hooker. Uh, so I think that's the maybe the favorite too. Maybe the favorite. So, what's Hooker up, Chris? Season. Good to have you in. Hooker season. Yeah. Oh, got to be careful <laughs> using that. Um, good to have you in, Chris. Yeah. How about them baseballs? It's I been a good we day. I hired uh, Josh Heupel, not Hugh Freeze. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Cease and desist. <laughs> Whoo. All right. Let's get into some returners. <laughs> Bayless Jones Jr. He's a returner. He's a returner. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the only one. So, that's it. That's all we got. Great. He, he's a returner. And he's, a, he's a returner I'm excited for, by the way. Um, I think for the fact that he's coming back, that excites me alone. I'm not saying he would have gotten drafted or even, you know, made it on an NFL team. But I figured after not having a great season, the team and him, um, coaching change, all that, I, I thought he was as good as gone. Um, but I think just to get that speed back, having a special teams guy uh, that can, you know, because special teams can change the game in a matter of seconds. I mean, any play can, but especially special teams, you know, when it's – you just need a fast guy. That's it. You just need a fast guy. Yeah, and uh, having and a guy you, like Mike Eckler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that makes a huge difference too. Oh, I, th- I mean, a guy that's dedicated to it that, you know, wants mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I am excited for Valus Jones Jr. So, I will uh, I didn't have that one kind of ready, but I'll throw it out there since we're talking about returners. <laughs> so, is that your top one? Nah, no, not my top okay. one, but he's my top returner that's returning. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that uh, in the Pink Panther? He's, so you're Yuri, the trainer who trains. That's exactly it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing high heels? <laughs> <laughs> um. So my top returner, I'll go my top. Okay. Right, number one. I think it's Jalen Hyatt. I think he was your most explosive um, weapon last year, and you know, in, in this kind of offense, I think it's got to be Jalen Hyatt. Uh, you've got, you've got two Jalen Hyatts in here, and I think you know if you're going to make me give my top returner, that's not a returner. I think it's Jalen Hyatt too, just because of the I mentioned speed, but he's also got a ton of talent. Uh, he's a, he's a good route runner. He can obviously catch the ball. I, I think he's going to be probably your number one targeted receiver this year. Okay, yeah, I would agree with that. Um. We'll start. We'll go with you next. Who's your number two? Everybody else, get in this too. Yeah, we've got Most a couple. Jalen Hyatt. Who's your, who's your top returner? Number real one. quick, get it in here, and then we're gonna go two real quick. Okay. Uh, my number two. This one's really tough because I don't know like who's the most 
important, um, you know, beyond like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to rank. I don't think there's anybody that's been super impactful. Am, am I wrong about that before I give them on? Um, not impactful may, may not be the productive, right. may, maybe the best word or right. really productive, I guess. I don't know. Well, I yeah. like the, I think I've got to go with, um, you know, and Drew Fox just said anyone on D. So I think that's the one I'm just going to throw out as my number two, and that's Roman Harrison. Um, okay. A guy, a guy that was kind of impactful last year when he had a chance, and I think you need him to be impactful this year. And so I'm going to go, I think, because I talent-wise, I'm not saying he's like the number two most talented guy on the team. But I think he's going to need to be one of your best players on defense, mm-hmm. on, on the team. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Um, my next one is going to be Alante Taylor. I, I think from a leadership standpoint, um, you've seen the flashes. I mean, he has all the athletic ability in the world. He just, you know, the consistency is, you know, what, what's kind of got him in the doghouse a little bit. So I want to see mm-hmm. better consistency, consistency continuing with that leadership role. And, uh, you know, this is money year. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this is your chance because, like I said, he has all the athletic ability in the world. And, you know, NFL, like he would tear up the NFL combine. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt in my mind. Um, It's, you know, just the production on the field just has to be a lot better. Right. Um, Drew Fox mentioned another one, Cade Mays. I like that one because I think think this offensive line is going to face a lot of challenges with new faces. Not necessarily um, brand new, but guys that haven't played a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, you had, you had some exits this year due to transfers and, and graduating and, and whatnot. Um, so, so some new face, Southern Cade Mays is going to be important because yeah, he's not been to Tennessee more than a year. Um, but he's got a lot of sec experience. Um, also see a Tyler Barron one dropped in here from Joe Fowler. Okay. I think Tyler Barron's going to be a really, really important one on defense as well. Kind of added that Roman Harrison, Alante Taylor group, um, hit him or, you know, Tyler Barron, I think showed more than Morvin Joseph last year, but I think those two guys are probably going to be. Uh, you're probably more, some of your more important guys on the front, right? Yep. Um, my next one is actually going to be Cade Mays. Um, okay. Sorry if we we're kind of going in a. I just saw Cade well, Mays. So. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to grab some comments here and discuss them. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any bad ones. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I you know I, I think which. So I'm JG is not in your top three, right? JG, um, I think he's important, but yeah, um, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think Cade Mays, just from you know a talent standpoint, would probably be up there. You know, you, you lose a lot on that offensive line, so I think you need a, a veteran mm-hmm. at that position. So I think that's where he comes into play, and also yep. kind of mentoring his little brother too. Cooper will probably enter that starting role as your center, and uh, you know, him or Drum Carvin, but I'll, I would think it would be Cooper Mays. Um, just you know, that. Same as Alante, just a leadership standpoint and a guy that's, you know, played a lot of SEC football. Right, right. Um, my my last – I mean, I probably could name off some more. Um, the last one I'll kind of mention right off the – like is uh, Trayvon Flowers. Okay, um, yeah. I thought he did a ton of good stuff in the secondary. I thought he was great in run support, could have been better um, in pass defense. But um, I, I think he uh, – I think he's going to help this team out a ton. Talk about losing Schamberger. I thought that was a guy who um, helped the team a ton up at the line of scrimmage. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think Trevion Flowers is, is going to be a key guy, especially being very, very thin in the secondary this year. 
Yeah, and a, a guy that's you know had a ton of inter, in, injuries in his career at Tennessee. So hopefully, just another season, another off season, getting to uh, you know full health and and things like that will really increase his production. JD Novin. <laughs> I wasn't gonna read it out loud. I just thought <laughs> everyone needed to see it. So <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it was I mean, a great it's, comment. It's true. I, it's true. I think I don't think it's so much him being on the field that's the most important. I think it's him being unavailable to be on the field that is the most important. Right. <laughs> I mean, so apparently the whole coaching staff watched every bit of tape from last year. Do you do you not think that offensive staff was like, what the oh, f? Holy hell! Why are they throwing this guy out here? They had to be terrified of what they were going to walk into the first day of practice. Oh yeah. Oh, they yeah, had to like, be terrified. They're like, dude, this quarterback room is going to be terrible. Yeah, um, had to be. Abs- I, I don't know. I don't have a good. <laughs> I don't have a good. Uh, I mean, if I was Josh Heupel in that <sighs> offensive staff, I would, you know, use that as leverage to get a bigger contract. They're like, dude, <laughs> look what we have to work with here. <laughs> I like that. Um, Chris mentioned. I feel like Banks has to be up there. I, I think Banks is going to be really, really important. Um, and unfortunately, it's not necessarily because of how talented he is. It's more so how thin the uh, defense is going to be. Yeah. Or sorry, linebacker linebackers are going to be. Yeah, he he can't play the way that he did last year. He, he's going to have to take a big jump to to be able to be productive on the field. Um, my next one is, is somebody that hasn't been mentioned yet, and that's Matthew Butler. I think you okay. got to mention some guys along that defensive line, and uh, he was probably your most productive defensive lineman last year, um, other than you know DeAndre Johnson and Kevon Bennett. But neither one of those guys are still here, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I think Matthew Butler. You know, he, he is one of those I think Ball Academy guys. So uh, again, going back to the leadership standpoint, um, and, and just a guy that's played a lot of football and I think a guy that could really benefit from having a, a defensive or a defensive line coach like Rodney Garner. Right. Right. Um, I also want to uh, throw out the, I'm out, just, you mentioned defensive line guys. I, I like, you know, Darrell Middleton. Um, I thought he showed again, flashes going to need him really to put together full games, full season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he did a lot of good things on the, but the last two years, honestly, I thought he's, he's done some, some good stuff. He, he's another guy like, you know, Alante Taylor that would probably tear up a combine. I mean, right. the dude's a freak athlete, uh, but yeah, just got to have more consistency on the field. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. You have any more returners? Um, I'll try to catch any in the chat here in the next like a uh, minute. Um, so <laughs> drop them in here. If you've got them, uh, anybody you all want to talk about, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's some some thin talent on this Tennessee team that uh, it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. What, what what are they at, 67 scholarship players going into spring? 69. Like 69, nice. Um, <laughs> you know, 11 short of what they, they're allowed. Um, so, I mean, they'll definitely uh, got to look to get that number up. But uh, it's hard to do with, you know, the 25 – you can only get 25 in uh, each year. And then, you know – I'm actually chance. surprised it's – that high i'm a little shocked too did they hand out a couple last week <laughs> i don't know i didn't get one i was still i was waiting on mine but i, I didn't get it yeah um I, i'll wait hypo uh you can you can do like one of those pranks where you have the cops come in and act like i'm getting arrested and be like yeah. you've been a word of like that's fine with me i'm a i'm a prankster i'm a jokester uh you can you can ashton kutcher me that's fine but i'll take the scholarship too <laughs> um yeah the uh i i can't believe we're at 69 either but it's also a very, very low number. So, 
Right. Yeah, definitely not where you want to be at, um, especially your first season taking over a program. But you got 25 this year. I guess you use them up. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Chris asked, what is the strength of this team if we have one? That's a good if because I don't know if this team has a really, really solid strength. Um, we mentioned you know, just a minute ago the, the wide receiver group is probably going to be your best group, your most talented group. Um, so just flat-out strength. It's hard for your wide receivers to be your strength because if your quarterback's not good, how can your wide receivers be a strength? Right, you saw that last year. Correct. Um, or if your play calling isn't good, it's hard. I, so I don't know. I, I would have – that makes me say we don't have one, but I, I think, yeah, that's uh, – a. Mm. what do you got for that? You got a good answer? Anything? anything? I, th- I think speed would be. Okay. Um, probably offensive speed more so than just speed in general. Um, but I, I think you have the right offense or you have the right guys to run this offense. Um, right. You know, on, on the outside with wide receivers, I think you got some really good running backs that, that could, you know, really benefit from this offense. You know, getting spread out, a guy like Tyon Evans that is 225. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have one linebacker in the box to beat uh, I, I like his chances so right. um, I think overall speed would probably be mine um, you know Jalen Hyatt world class speed Callaway Holiday um, Jalen Wright is another you know track guy Kenny Solomon I don't know where he ends up um, as DB or um, wide receiver but he's kind of a, a dark horse for me to get more playing time because you know he was looking to go to UCF before he chose Tennessee. Um, so, I mean, I think the staff's probably familiar with him. Right. So I'm interested to see kind of if he gets more playing time based off that. Okay. Interesting. Um, I like the speed aspect. I, I do. I, th- I hope that – I mean, hopefully Hype is able to utilize that speed too because it's obviously been there the past couple of years, um, especially last year. All right, last question about football, and then we'll uh, we'll jump to the exciting portion of the show where we're ready to really get going. Last question here. This is from uh, Big Dog Brett. What's a reasonable record expectation for the Vols this year? Whew. What a tough one because uh, good freaking question. Um, man, I, I'm going to pull up the schedule right now. The orange and white game, I think Tennessee probably has in the bag. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a good game. Don't put it um, past us. We'll, we'll end no. up losing that one too. No. Uh, I mean, the good news is you, you've always got three non-conference, you know, lower tier teams this year. It's Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, and now South Alabama. That's your three wins. Uh, you know, hopefully we don't have an Alabama State, Alabama State, Georgia State uh, situation ever again. Um, hopefully at least not with, you know, a, a new coach like this at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's three wins. I don't know what Pitt's bringing to the table this year. I don't. So I, th- I think that's, you know, difficult to say, but you like to think you should win it. Um, I mean, South Carolina's in a very, very similar situation as Tennessee. Uh, you do have Vanderbilt, who's in a worse situation than Tennessee. I mean, that's five wins right there that you should probably win. So, I mean, I, I think to say for Tennessee to go six and six, I don't think is an absurd, like, expectation. Um, that's winning one game you shouldn't win and then winning all the ones that you easily should. Chris just said Pitt should be a win. I mean, Pitt shouldn't be a loss. I know that. Right. No, I, I agree. I, I, th- I think six and six is, is where you want to shoot for that. That sets you up going to a bowl, 
game, but you probably won't be going to the bowl game. Um, but I mean, it, at least you're kind of heading in the right direction. If you go, wait, six wait, six. you don't, you think if they go six and six, they won't go to a bowl game? Uh, because it's like a postseason ban. Oh, oh, okay. I was, I was very confused. Yes. Yeah. 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 Tennessee should just self-impose that right now, by the way. Right. That's what they should do before our bass fishing team gets suspended. <laughs> I love that it happened to Auburn. I'm like, you got Bruce Pearl and you're worried about your freaking bass fishing team. <laughs> well, you got to sacrifice somebody. I guess so. <laughs> it's not even an NCAA sport, by the way. I just want to clarify that. It's a club. It's a club. It's a club. All right. Let's see. Let's get into the let's get into the meat of it. The reason we're here today. Landon, you got two things. You should have two things right now. Ready to go. The balls sweep. Not I, I, I honestly after the win after the walk off today, I expected to just say the Vols get the series win. I won't lie. It's not that I didn't have faith. It's just you know, you know, statistically speaking, mm-hmm. Tennessee gets the sweep versus number twenty two. I believe is what they're ranked. In so many different sources. Number twenty two LSU, big time. First one since two thousand eight. First second time ever. Correct? Is that what you second said? Second time ever. Yep. 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 And I think the what first way. win since 2000, first win against LSU since 2015. You love to see it. Number 14 is what Vol. Did I, where did I see 22? That, that wasn't LSU. Who was I looking at? So Alabama? 20, not Alabama. So maybe 22 is LSU, I think, on D1 baseball. Nah, maybe it was it then. Um, so, I mean, they're different rankings. I think Baseball right. America has them at 14. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we beat a number 14 team. I'm going to go higher. Um, I, I like that. I think but I will do. say this. It's a long fan boat ride back to <laughs> Baton Rouge, and especially they're one in five in the SEC right now. And guess who they welcome to town next week? The good old oh, Bandy boys. Yeah, LSU gets Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah, so they're about to get wrecked. Hey, dude, hey, it's SEC baseball. I wouldn't say – I wouldn't bank on it yet. Okay, well, I, I might give them a – you got a chance on Sunday, but uh, against Lighter and Rocker, you got no chance. <laughs> Sorry. Fair. Fair. I mean, unless you hit a bunch of home runs, which I just don't see that happening against those two guys. Right. Uh, because those those are legit, like, they're going probably first and second <laughs> or second and third in the draft. Right. Um, Not right. Yeah. <laughs> overall. Overall. Yes, overall. <laughs> um. Yeah, a big, a big win, big sweep win. Um, I think it's just big for the program. I think Tony Vitello mentioned it um, during his press conference. He was like, you know, I, I think this kind of woke up Knoxville being a, a sleeping giant in, in terms of being a, a baseball community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think so too. I mean, you saw the the atmosphere. It was it was rowdy, um, even at limited capacity. You you got the um, I think it's called the deck over there to the right. So you got the yeah. porch in um, left field, in left field, and and then you got the deck to the right, and that was it was packed. Right. Like I, I think my dad told me in two hours, um, of that going on sale, every game had been wiped out of the the deck. Yeah. So I think you get ten tickets, and it's a table, two rocking chairs, uh, umbrella, and a grill. Gotcha. And I, I don't. I want to say there's probably close to eight hmm. down that um, first baseline. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it, it was it was freaking packed. I have a picture of it. I'll have to send it to you and show you the just how packed it was. But 
I mean, just the atmosphere was great this weekend. Um, e- even when a, a weekend where the weather wasn't so great yesterday. Yeah. Um, it, it was still pretty rowdy in, in Lindsey Nelson. Even to, I mean, the weather pretty much the whole weekend wasn't very cooperative. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, for, just first off, for the teams to get it in, it's pretty pretty crazy. Thank God they did move to a turf field. Uh, Tennessee probably wouldn't be playing at all this week uh, with how bad the weather's been. A lot of areas of Knoxville flooded. Um, so if they had a, if they had, you know, their normal grass and dirt field, um, <laughs> Tennessee probably wouldn't be playing. Is it, uh, is this, who they played this Tuesday? I had it. Well, uh, West West Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, they probably wouldn't be playing that game either, uh, let alone the three games this weekend. Um, right. So that, that's, that's exciting in and of itself, uh, that they just got to play it, but let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this series. Yeah, so I, I think it's a series where, you know, it, Tennessee just wanted it more. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got out hit. Uh, I think LSU hit five home runs on the weekend. They got out hit 31 to 20. Um, they had 17 hits in, in that Saturday game. Um, ended up winning that on, on a walk-off. But I think, you know, we, we said it earlier, tenant, like this baseball team has just taken the form of its coach. Right. And, um, you know, being fiery, being a, aggressive, um, not being scared of anybody. I think Sean Hunley said in the press conference that, um, you know, three years ago we were saying, wow, we get to play LSU, and now it's like, okay, we're playing LSU. Um, you know, they're, they're not scared of anybody, no matter right. who it is. Um, you know, and, and none of those guys shy away from the moment, especially Drew Gilbert. Jesus Christ. That yeah. man loves pressure, absolutely loves pressure. Um, and, and you saw that today in, in that game. I guess the finish up the Saturday game. It's kind of weird. In the top of the ninth, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can we just like finish it out real quick? Right. <laughs> um, I, I can't imagine um, oh, blanking on the LSU coach's name now, especially how much he just bitched this weekend. I can't imagine he was happy that that game didn't get canceled or get called and instead, you know, postponed. Right. I don't know how the rules work with that because I think technically that game could have been called. Usually that's I, how it works. I think if it would have been a Sunday game, it would have been called. Like if there's not another sure. game scheduled, like it, it couldn't be made up, then yeah, it would. Gotcha. It would have been called. Yeah, I know. Like you know, it has to reach a certain point, and I think it. I mean, uh, had to be close. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, it made for exciting. Made that, and it kind of made me nervous for Tennessee to to step into Saturday. Um, you're down one. Uh, and then, you know, freaking Evan Russell had hit three home runs. Like, he's filling it at that point. And if he if he comes up to bat in the eighth after hitting three home runs that night, you don't feel – you're not nervous at all. But now mm-hmm. they've uh, they've had to sleep. They've had, they've had to get up out of bed and then just pick up. I, I feel like pitchers have to have the, – the defense has to have the upper hand there. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned Evan Russell. I think Friday I was – looking at his stats and he was batting 160 for the year. Um and this is a guy two years ago, I think it was his sophomore year, he was starting off the season, he was one of the best hitters Tennessee had. And, and that was a lineup with Al Solari and and um Andre Lipsius. Mm-hmm. And, and you know he looked like the the next star of the program and you know he's kind he kind of woke up, you know, hit three bombs and three at bats um you know last night. And then, you know, had, had a decent series underneath them. So, I don't – like, Tennessee's winning games, but I, I don't think they're even reached their, you know, true potential. You know, like right. I mentioned Evan Russell. They have uh, Max Ferguson, who's batting eighth, that was a preseason All-American. 
um, that, you know, just hasn't had the season he would have loved to have. Um, you know, he, he kind of did – he kind of had a good series against Georgia, struggled in this series. Um, but, I, you know, they have a lot of guys that just haven't really reached their full potential. And, um, you know, you, you are getting good at bats from Drew Gilbert, Jake Rucker, Pete Durkay, Liam Spence, you know, that kind of top half of the lineup has really showed out and really carried this team. Mm -hmm. um, but if some of these guys get going, I mean, who knows what how far Tennessee can go. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, one thing, too, I think that was uh, big for Tennessee, you know, to win this series uh, is one thing we've talked about, just trouble getting runs in. Um, and they still had some moments where they left some guys on base that you don't want to see. Uh, right. But, I mean, especially late in that second game, um, on Sunday morning, uh, Drew Gilbert able to drive runs in. And he just had a – before his home run, he had that clutch uh, double to right field. Um, I mean, what a – I don't know what he had for breakfast this morning, but I feel like that needs to be tradition um, from here on out because the man came out on fire. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely loves those type of moments. I mean, two strikes, bottom of the nine, two outs, you're down one, and the guy's like – just big kahunas, just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just rips the ball and, uh, and, and ties the game. And then his next at bat in the 11th is, you know, he's coming out guns blazing again. And, and <laughs> you know, that, that was a freaking rope. Yeah. You know, they're, they're like, yeah, it, it barely got out, but it barely got out because it was a freaking line drive that he just crushed. Uh, dude, I, I mean, I know like physics tell you it had to, you know, get over the yellow line because it went straight up. But man, I just like I, I've I probably have watched that home run fifty times today, and I'm just like I don't know what it hit. I don't know how it came back in the park. I'm very confused. I don't know what happened. Yeah, apparently it hit like a metal beam that like holds up the wall, and so you can back. you can see it in like still shots. But I'm like I like I just still I I don't I, you never see it hit it. You don't. Oh, it's like Period. one in a million chance <laughs> yeah. that ever happens again. It was uh, it was nuts. And then, um, yeah, Drew, Paul Milinari, uh, it was fun seeing him pissed off. I'm not going to lie. Oh, he was um, pissed off all weekend. All weekend, like, man. Did his wife leave him on Friday? The, I think the first inning he argued something, <laughs> like a, a strike or something. Like from the very get-go, that man was so upset. I texted it to you today, though. Can we talk about the inconsistency on the outside, the outside of the zone? Like, good God. Like one pitch, it was strike. The next pitch, it was ball in the same spot. Oh, Blade Tidwell had one today, and like everybody in the stadium was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. like that, ring him up. And they're like, ball. Well, like a couple pitches before, I had tech, that's when I had sent that message. Like, there's just no, like the strike zone inconsistent, mm -hmm. which is what you ask for. You're like, I mean, if, if it's a ball yesterday and a strike today, it, it just needs to be a strike all day today. That's it. Or it needs to be a ball all day today. Right. It was every freaking at bat was different. Yeah, not a lot of consistency, but uh, yeah, Paul wasn't having a great. <laughs> no, he was, <laughs> and his challenges suck. Oh yeah, we had like today alone, we had like what ten reviews almost. Oh god, dude! I was like, I mean, come on! At this point, you you got to tell him no more. Like, you, you can't review yeah. everything. Yeah, you're out of challenges. Put the challenge flag away, there, Billy. Yeah. Good god. <laughs> Joe mentioned. Um, that I want to give another shout out to the legends of Lindsey Nelson. There looked there were a lot there this weekend, right? They got a whole the whole crowd. Yeah, I think uh, Usher kind of got onto him a little bit. But I'm like, dude, look, it's freaking nah. baseball. Did yeah, you really? yeah, I think they did. 
But dude, if if I'm an usher, I know you don't get paid a, a lot of money to be dealing with that. I'll <laughs> the tell boys you that. play. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting paid enough money to deal with that. Just just let them have their fun. I mean, they gave Trey, um, dude, that kid, Trey can, Morgan, Morgan, that kid can play though. They were giving <laughs> he him hell on Friday night. Um, he went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Um, but Saturday, man, he just came out guns a blazing. Yeah, he's he's good. He looks like a middle infielder that plays first base. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, the kid can play. Uh, Drew asked if the basketball refs are umps or which is worse right now. Dude, I'm just so no one knows what a blocker of charges, and it drives me nuts. And then the hand check. I cannot stand the hand check rule. Do you remember a couple years ago when it was way worse, when it was like a point of emphasis? Like any time they touched him, beep. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, Grant, Grant Williams had the hardest time with that rule. Right. Hey, I, I texted this too. I don't know if anyone responded. If if there's contact inside the semicircle, underneath the rim, is it automatically a block? Or can you no-call it? I know it can't be a charge. I've always seen it as a block. But, like, I'm saying – no, no, I'm saying does it have to be called? That's my question. I don't think so. I don't because think anything I, has to be called. <laughs> well, I've but seen, I, like, I think every time it's called. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I understand that it cannot be a charge. That's fine. I get that. Right. But I've seen, like, three or four times where, like, you know, it's just been, like, a normal contact play that hasn't affected the, the offensive player, and it's getting called a block. And it shouldn't be. Like, it should just be – no, no foul. We're moving on. Does the guy go flying? Like, does he fall down? I mean, yeah, because there's like enough contact there, but the offensive player isn't knocked off his shot. He's not impeding on his space. It's, it's would have been probably a charge anywhere else on the court, but because it's in the semicircle, it's got to be a block and they blow their whistle. And I'm there. I'm thinking swallow the whistle. That's not a foul. Right. I don't know. I haven't found a good answer. I tried to Google it, but I, I couldn't get anything. But, yeah, I would go with basketball refs until I see uh, Teddy Valentine um, <laughs> on a baseball diamond. I'm going to go with uh, basketball refs or a lot worse. What would Teddy Valentine's strike call look like if he was a, an up? Oh, dude. Like, it would hit a batter and he'd be like, strike. You should have swung at it. <laughs> I think he would just be nuts. Like that one guy in, uh, that was uh, – I think he was a uh, adult league. Have you seen that video? I don't think so. He's like doing splits, calling strikes. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. He would love to ring people up. Yeah. There would never be a walk with Teddy Valentine <laughs> behind the plate. Never. He's ringing you up. Speaking um, of speaking of walks, I can't remember. I think it was the first game today when they brought in LSU brought in the, their uh, their closer, and he had a four pitch walk. The crowd got wild. It was awesome. I loved it. Yep, it was well, yeah, four straight pitches, and it—I mean—and like it with it was one of those like with each one just growing. It was awesome. Yep, it was—it was good. Yeah, you got some huge performances from from guys this weekend. You know, I, I'm going to give a shout out to Chad Dallas. I mean, he absolutely shoved it on Friday night. Um, he was—he pitched seven innings, five hits, one run, um, eleven strikeouts, and I think that one run was a solo shot. Um, so just you know. Pitched his gut his, his guts out and uh you know really give really jump started this whole weekend um with mm-hmm. his performance on, on Friday night. Because uh their their starter, you know, he he's gonna be a major league guy. Uh, right. his, their Friday night starter, um I think Marceau is how you say it. 
he's got that uh that AUX or yeah AUX E AUX the classic LSU guy. Name. yeah yeah he he was destined to go to LSU. <laughs> um yeah he, you know getting a win over him was huge. Um Gilbert you know had two RBIs in that game. Mm-hmm. And then Sean, uh, Sean Hunley played in all of them, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like, man, I'm wore out. <laughs> yeah. He, he got, he got, he got a save in uh, Friday and Sunday, right? Uh, so Saturday he got the win. Yeah. Because he was pitching. Um, right. And then he got, he got the win on today too. Oh yeah. He did get the win today. That's right. Yeah. I forgot to yeah. he came from behind there. So, yeah. yeah, Sean Sean Hunley coming in <laughs> cash and checks. <laughs> Getting the stats. Love yeah. to see it. Love to see it. Um, wow. Yeah, Evan Russell, first play, first Tennessee player to homer three times since Cody Hahn did it. Cherokee for life. Soto, baby. Soto. <laughs> um, and then you know Drew Gilbert was obviously the hero for for what he did. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows the dude is just different. Who's that? Drew Gilbert. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Does he? It, so it, who gets the daddy hat for the next series? Is it Evan Russell or um, Drew Gilbert? Man, that's tough. I mean, Drew Gilbert has to get it. He won the game, Fair. but you're but you're not in that position if Evan Russell doesn't do what he does too. Um, but hopefully it, it's just a, a jump start to Evan Russell and really gets right. him going because if, if they can get some production from the bottom of the lineup, I, I think this team is is pretty scary because you know Liam Spence and you know the, that top of the lineup does a great job of getting on base. You know mm-hmm. we have so many runners left on base is is because. You know, we're, we're just struggling at the bottom of the lineup at times. So, right. um, hopefully that gets them going a little bit. And I mentioned, you know, we're just gutsy. You know, we make pitchers work for everything. Yeah. Was it uh, was it Pavoloni that had a really, really good at bat that ended with him, that got him on, on first? That was at the – that that's what jump-started the, um, the Drew Gilbert double, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. To win it? Yep. Yeah, I mean, like a uh, – no. Pete Durke was the one. Durke, okay. Got on, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that, I mean, he he had a freaking heck of an at-bat to just get a single. Yeah. And really fought to get there. And, I mean, without that, you, you don't have the winning run. Yeah, I mean, we we make pitchers work. We're, we're going to try to get to their, um, their bullpen as soon as possible, make them throw a lot of pitches. You know, we might, you know, give up some strikeouts here and there. That, that's kind of been – an issue with, with leaving runners on base. It's usually because strikeouts, but you know, we're making pitchers work for it and we're drawing a lot of walks, um, getting guys on base and, you know, Tennessee just playing that small ball. They don't have, you know, where everybody in their lineup can, you know, hit a home run at any moment, you know, maybe they can, but you know, that that's not really Tennessee's, um, cup of tea. Uh, it's LSU and you saw that this weekend, but yeah, huge win. Got the sweep. Got the brooms out. It's messy. Um, and we uh, head to Tuscaloosa, which, you know, we need to take a broom there because it stinks Golly. and it's gross. <laughs> Necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Take those brooms to Tuscaloosa. Clean that up a little bit. Exactly. Let's uh, – all right. First off, great, great win for Vol Baseball. Um, they take on Western Carolina first Tuesday 
and then to head to Tuscaloosa. Uh, hopefully, hey, get a – so this is the first time since – oh, I need to pull it up now. I forgot it. I mean, first time in a long time. I won't give you the exact date that Tennessee started off the uh, SEC schedule with two series wins. So how long has it been since they've gotten three series wins to start off SEC? Shoot. I'm... Yeah. Gonna be I don't a... know. Gonna have to really go into the the record books for that one, huh? Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to go into the archives and um, really search for that one because I, I don't have the answer to that. But man, five and one the SEC—that's against two good programs too. It's not like you beat Kentucky and Missouri for it. Two, rank, um, two ranked opponents. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Anytime you you win in the SEC, it's good. So to start off this hot is um, is great. And man. You know, I'm, I hope I'm not jinxing it. I'm going to knock on wood. But, man, if Tennessee can host a regional in Lindsey Nelson. Oh, that'd be fun. Full capacity. Oh, my God. I don't know if you get to full capacity. That's the only thing that's going to suck. I don't know if I mean, it's full capacity. They, they sold some tickets this weekend. They're sold out very fast. But, you know, hopefully they're opening it up a, a little bit more. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, maybe not get to full capacity. But, right. um, you know, it, it'd be nice to – kind of get back to normal, I guess, which, you know, it's it's not normal because Tennessee really hasn't – like Tony Vitello said, it's like waking up a sleeping giant. You know, Tennessee yeah. had, you know, Tennessee fans really haven't been that interested in, in Tennessee baseball because the program hasn't been that competitive. Um, but the fact that we're getting to this point, uh, I think people are really starting to buy in. Yeah, no, I, th- I mean, I think it's uh, – Knoxville's definitely picking up on it. <clears throat> maybe a lack of because when we started doing this we we're like the only us and like rock rocky top insider were the only ones that covered tennessee baseball oh yeah now everyone covers it right yep yep uh yeah it, it was a fun day on twitter that's for sure for sure so, um according to ben mckee um this is the first series win first back-to-back series win to begin sec play since 2001 wow so, got to be a long time for, for three. Maybe it was 2001. We can go back and look at that season, maybe. And, uh, um, see. So, you, you didn't even do that when you went to the College World Series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 2005. Yep. Whew, let's see. That'd be fun. Let's do it, especially against Alabama. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, okay. I'm going to see if I can pull up that 2001 schedule and uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit March Madness. And that was Delmonico. Uh, Drew Fox mentioned or asked Delmonico era. Yeah, that was Delmonico. Yep. So, um, okay. March Madness. What's the, uh, I had to turn off the game. It's 58, 58 right now. Oh, wow. So Alabama. Yeah. Alabama they're doing what, yeah. They're doing what they do in the second half. Just shooting lights out. Yeah, of course. But not really, though. I mean, they're getting whooped inside. Now it's sixty fifty eight right. UCLA. Um, UCLA was hitting like every shot in the first half. <laughs> I feel like there's always that one team that plays in like the first four that makes a huge run in the tournament. You know, Tennessee did it. Yeah. Um, I forget what year that was, but two thousand seven. Oh, were they the? F- Oh, for – who am I thinking of? I was so thinking – I have to think about that. I it was Conzo, right? Were they the first – I guess they were the last one. That was 13 or 14. 13 okay. 14. 
if they were that, yeah, if they were that playing game. So, all right, let's see. So they opened the season. Yeah. So they beat Kentucky that year to win their third SEC series in a row. So it'd be the first time since 2001 if they did it. Gotcha. Now, if we want to start talking about four series wins in a row, <laughs> just keep them going, baby. Keep them coming. We'll keep these brooms out. Gladly. Oh, I, I I wonder when it's been the series sweep. You want me to look that up? Let's go ahead and find that real quick. Like two um, in a row. Yeah. Let's see. Well, no, we did, yeah, getting two in a row. You have to do that. Um, okay. March Madness, though, we were just talking about it. Sorry, I got distracted finding that news out. Um so are you more shocked that Oregon State won or that Loyola Chicago lost? Loyola Chicago lost. Um, I just find it hilarious. I actually picked Oregon State to cover. I didn't know if they'd actually win. But um, <clears throat> what about Tennessee just run like drawing that card first round and they're like the hottest team in the tournament? Yeah, that's uh that's I mean that's some Tennessee luck, right? Like that to get like the I mean I don't and what's funny is I heard someone talking about how um uh or Roberts was the Cinderella, which obviously, I mean, they're the lower seed. They beat a number two seed. But, I mean, like, how has Oregon State not been talked about like the Cinderella? It's a team that to, uh, the day of the turn, the day of the uh, seeding, they were not supposed to be in the tournament. And now they're playing in the Elite Eight. Yeah, how they is, like, had how, to win their conference championship right. to be in the tournament. I just don't get how that's not being talked about as more. Is it just because they're a Power 5 team that they don't get that Cinderella tag? I guess, and maybe it's because that the Pac-12 is just dominating the tournament. <laughs> yeah, that probably helps too. But I mean, it's just like they, like you said, they had to win their conference tournament. They were on win or go home since Wednesday of of the week before the uh, NCAA tournament seeding happened. I agree. Yeah, it's so insane. They, I, it, I can't believe they're not being talked about more. Yeah, it, it is, and I, I think they've kind of had a, you know, they they've definitely been a favored as, as far as like the where they got put like playing Tennessee a team that I mean everyone was like who knows what Tennessee team's gonna ha- show up um you know Oklahoma State where it's like if Kate Cunningham doesn't have an all-world game they probably don't win and then you get Lyle Chicago who's a good team but I mean they could have lost to anyone they had already played at that point very easily right um right. so not that it was an easy route by any means but it's probably one of the easier routes that they've been blessed mm-hmm. with um now they get to play a record or Houston team excuse me um, that is on fire, apparently. I can't believe Oral Roberts choked away that win against Arkansas yesterday. Dude, that's nuts. And I was like, I'm an idiot for like saying Arkansas has such a good chance to make a run. But, dude, the run they had down the stretch against Oral Roberts, like that's the team that can go to the Final Four. Right, yep. Um, but, man, they were up by like 15 at one point, yeah. I think, and just yep. choked. Even yep. like the last – like. I don't think they lost the lead until like three minutes to go. It was late, and then it was back and forth there at the end. Yeah, they they could they still had, they had a chance to win it at the end. Yeah, good lord. I mean that's heartbreaking. Yeah, like we just got our brains beat in from the get go. I mean they were they were on their way to the elite eight and just choked it away. Yeah, I was like, I, I wanted to be right, so I was kind of rooting for Arkansas, but like, I also was rooting for like, I wanted to see all the articles about how Oral Roberts shouldn't be, you know, everyone's mad because of their, you know, them being having just terrible, um, 
opinions as a school organization. I was like, this has nothing to do with basketball. Why the F are we writing about it? And I wanted another week of that. I thought it would have been free. It would have been great. So I was kind of rooting for Will Roberts for that reason. <laughs> yep. And then uh, Syracuse, they're yeah, running to complete halt. <laughs> Buddy Bucket's my ass. What was it? He's three for 13, one for nine from three. Oh my God. That's hard. It's like they got, they got hit by a car and they didn't even know it. <laughs> They're five for 23 from three. And it's not like Houston had a great game. They were, they shot 38% from the field. No. No, golly. And then, dude, Baylor. Baylor just being Baylor. Like they, they didn't play necessarily fantastic, but they got to the point where they just went ahead and then suffocated. Suffocating. Yep. So, Gonzaga doing Gonzaga things. Yeah, they're so good. They are. But they, they are. dude, that game looked like it was going to hit 200 points at the <laughs> 10 minute just, mark in the first yeah, half. And, and then it just, just quit. Well, I know, like the first like five minutes of the game, I was like, man, Creighton might be in this. They haven't missed a shot yet. And the freaking screen was blocked by the uh, weather. There were like weather warnings or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even see the score. And then I checked, you know, I don't know, 10 possessions in, I checked the score, and Gonzaga's up by seven, nine. I was like, geez, and Creighton hadn't missed a shot yet. <laughs> I was like, that's uh, that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the uh, Gonzaga, I mean, it's going to be tough to, to beat Gonzaga. It's, uh, it's Gonzaga, Michigan? Or no, Gonzaga is the winner of Oregon USC. Yep. Michigan played well. Game. They, they oh, looked Florida yeah, State. Yeah, they did. Why the hell is there a nine forty five game on Sunday? Yeah, it's so dumb. Like you, you just play the, you move the games up two hours. The first game was at noon today, right? No, mm-hmm. two today, two today. You move the first game up to noon, and now you're playing the Oregon USC game at at a uh, at seven forty five and not nine forty five. Like, yeah, it's, so a, it's so dumb. I'm like want, you're I'm not even bed. playing in like the like in the West Coast. You're playing. Yeah. In Indianapolis, I'm, I will not be watching that game. I'm going to bed. I'm sorry. As much as I want to, sorry, I just turned on the end of this game because it's getting good. Um, the uh, yeah, as much as I like, you know, want to, it's 9:45. I'm going to lay in bed. I mean, I'll turn it on, I guess, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stay up to watch it. Right. It's not happening. Yeah, and it, it's not a game that you're just like, oh man, I can't wait to see that game. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, okay, anything else for March Madness? It's all good. All right, cool. Hey, uh, any more questions, guys? Drop them in, in here now. Um, well, I think we've gotten to most of them. I've gotten all of them that I've seen. Do we get any tweeted at us? Anything you want to mention in these uh, in this questions? In these questions? Um, I'm good. All right. Speak now, forever hold your peace. Thank you, guys, for uh, for chatting along with us. We appreciate it. Let's get into most important of the week. Most important. I'm going to let you have one of mine. Is it Thicker the Kicker? It is. Dude, I love it. Arizona Christian Athletics, and they liked my tweet. I, I just want to go on record as this is not – like I'm not making fun of them. I'm a kicker myself. I'm a for-the-brand guy. I love this. I also love that he is a soccer-style kicker. Typically, when you get a guy that big, what's he going to do, Landon? He's, I don't know. He's, he's, he's towing it. Yeah, he's got he's, to. But no, this man is a soccer style kicker. Thicker the kicker is way better than Dicker the kicker. I will go on record as saying that. I'm all in Arizona Christian University or, yeah, whatever you guys are. 
I don't even know the guy's name. I don't want to know it. He's thicker the kicker for me. And apparently he has a brother who is also same size, same height, same size on the roster, who's also a kicker and punter. It's in the blood. It's in the genes. So I looked him up. Okay. Oh, so you've been naming everything. Yeah, his name is Nestor Higuera. Oh, that's a kick-ass name. He's 5'5", 285. I love that. That makes me so happy. I'm just like they, like that guy got recruited to go there. Yeah, like, hey, that's hey, awesome. They're like, my, hey, my man's kicking the, game winners. This is the kicker we want. My man's kicking game winners. So nailed it. That's a hit. I love it, baby. If recruiting wins you the game, it, it hit. <laughs> love it. Five, five, What's your... I love that. Like his position as a kicker is not like he plays defensive line also. Right. And they're like, oh, we need a guy to kick. Nope. Yeah. All right. You got, uh, do you got a most important? So is he like, Jerry, is he the, the new Jerry Julius? Jerry Julius. Who? who, who? Penn State kicker. Big oh, name. I didn't know his name. Uh, this guy's way better than Jerry Julius. <laughs> I thought that was his name. I think it's I, Julius. I don't know if it's Jerry, actually. <laughs> I don't know. He got me. Stumped me. But he was like the guy that like he like made a couple hard hits and then yeah. everybody started like picking him out to just like <laughs> knock the crap out of. See, he he like got big to hit people. I, I have a feeling my man Nestor, he's just a big dude. Like he's just he just he's, there to kick. Kick. he's not there to hit. He's just there yeah. to kick. It's on the leg, man. Um, exactly. I actually don't. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ball baseball. Two walk offs in a day. I don't know if that's ever been done before. I'm sure it has, but I don't know when. Um, we'll say it hasn't. Yeah, we'll say it hasn't. So I'm gonna go with two walk offs in a day. Um, and it just makes me want to get up and just walk out. <laughs> that's fine. You can you can do it. I'll I'll wrap. That. I've only got one more most important, and that's uh, North Dakota and Minnesota Duluth. They played in the longest NCAA talk tournament hockey game ever. It was a three to two win in fifth overtime. Oh. Five. And I don't know how college hockey works, but hockey normally, when you play an overtime, you play another 20 minute period. So I assume college hockey to be the same. So they played five additional, so eight total. Well, the fifth one would have been a full 20 minute period, depending on when the goal came because it's sudden death. But four extra 20 minute penalties and then, or penalties. Um, Periods and then another period wherever that goal came to send Minnesota Duluth to the um, NCAA Final Four and golly I'm gonna get this wrong. Do you know what the name of the Final Four is for hockey? No, dude, it's awesome. It's though it's way better than anything that it's way better than like a battle in the bubble or whatever. It's the uh, God, what do they call it? The Frozen Four. Frozen Four. Okay. It's the Frozen Four. I think it's one of the better NCAA names. This make me want to watch the new um, Mighty Ducks movie on. No, dude, no. The Mighty Ducks are the bad guys. Are you serious? Yes. Did you watch it? No, I just heard it. I heard about it. Is it out? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, I might be watching that tonight instead of the Oregon USC game. <laughs> <Not> forty-five. <laughs> yeah, but the Mighty Ducks God is way more important than Pac-12 at after dark. Right, but they're the freaking like, – how are the Mighty Ducks the back? They made the Mighty Ducks um, the same guys that Adam Banks came from, that team. That's who they made the Mighty Ducks in this one. 
I miss yeah. the quack, quack, <laughs> quack. I just they, they already effed up. They already effed it up when they made that stupid woman where they go to a private school. They, they're going to ma- mess it up even more. Oh, is it a TV show, Drew? Drew said he watched episode one. Is it a TV show? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was a movie. I thought it was a movie too. They use a Jude and the Lion song. Dude. One of my favorite Jude and the Lion songs. No, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm be real upset if the Mighty Ducks are the bad guys. They are. Like I'm not. I know that for a fact. They are the bad guys. Stupid. That's it stupid. is incredibly stupid. That's and a Gordon, fail. That's a fail. Gordon, Gordon Bombay makes another comeback. He's like he hates hockey or something. I can't remember. I watched the preview, and it pissed me off. What's going on, man? I don't know. I just got really heated about it. So I need <laughs> to calm down. This freaking pandemic, man. It's just it's made true. people crazy. Gordon <laughs> Bombay hates hockey. <laughs> It's a series. It's a series, what Drew said. Okay, cool. I'll have to to check that out. That's my fail of the week. Uh, My (laughs) fail is uh, the new Nike Satan shoes. Have you seen these? Uh, Yeah, I don't think they're Nike, to be fair. (laughs) I I think we need to clear that up. It's it's Nike in the picture. Right. I think, like, Little Nas, is that how you say his name? Little Nas. Little Nas. He, like, bought a bunch of Nike shoes, and then they designed a shoe from them. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Nike didn't come up with this. Is not Nike. The article I read, Nike was like, "That's not us." <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. So sorry, Nike. I'm. I apologize. <laughs> but still, um, what? Still, the yeah. The the sole contains um, sixty cc ink and one drop of human blood. I want to know where, like, where the human blood come from. Yeah. Yeah. Who who wants a shoe with somebody else's blood in it? No. It, it, the that like that's legitimately one of the stranger things I've ever heard. Like honestly, like, I mean, I like heard- if you just like release the shoe, I mean, obviously, I I don't want like the the crucifix and um, I think Luke ten eighteen yeah, is on there, and I think it's like I saw Satan. That like that's the one of the quotes it's- in it. It's a weird concept. When I first heard Nike, I was like, there's no way Nike released it. And I went and read an article. Yeah, sure it's enough. Not. I was like, there's like, like, that's just too stupid. Yeah. Absurd. And there's 666 individually numbered pairs. Yeah. It's like, in the world, man. It's the like, weirdest thing. He's a weird dude. We just have normal shoes. <laughs> He's a weird dude. Very weird guy. Um, I thought I had a fail. Do I not? Oh, I don't think we <laughs> talked about this. Um, the the ever given, the the Suez Canal. Just just get it unstuck. Like, what's going on? Oh, and, and then they use one backhoe. Yeah. Oh, and then also, did you see them trying to dig it out with like one backhoe? They're like, yeah, we'll try. Like, we'll try. I guess maybe. Yeah, that one. <laughs> they're just like, that is like, like that's like. I'm trying to think they, of really they just made that to be a meme. Right. That's like when that's like when my girlfriend's like, hey, go clean the bathroom. And I just like pick up things off the floor. That's what that is. Yeah. That's it. That's all they're doing. And I and like I don't even take a trash bag in there with me. I just go in there and like pick up things like one at a time, carry them out. Like it's gonna take me a minute, and I'm not even gonna do a good job doing it. Right. So Raven just got a question she just sent she just um messaged me on or she tagged me on twitter 
Can I just call in next? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. We no, we, I, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. We, we need to make that happen, Drew. Yeah, we're going to do a series called Drew Answers Our Questions. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's answered a lot of questions today. Um, So, I think one of Raven's friends said, why the hell is Landing holding a broom on live on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> you did hold that for a You held it for as long as Tennessee swept LSU. Yeah. <laughs> how yeah, long sure. you held it. Yeah, three days. Three days and three nights. <laughs> hey, by the way, Landon's wearing the, the new baseball shirt. Yeah, go check great. that out. It looks fantastic. I think we're actually about to uh, maybe get another order oh, in. We're going to drop another one? I think so. I think, you know, I think it's the right time. 5-1 in the SEC. You know, we, we've been pretty hot since the release of these shirts. You know, I don't know if you know that or not. I got it. Yeah, we have. I got another idea, too, that, you know, it might be like a hot take of a shirt. I'll tell okay. it when you get off here. I don't want anybody to steal my idea. I think okay. it's a good one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do I, it. I got a good idea for one. Well, I'm going to work on it this week. Well, we've had a lot of people um, ask about these that okay. didn't get to order one the first time, so I think we, we need to do another one. Um, yeah. Make sure we that, definitely do. We need to sure do their uh, – they're out and about and Lindsey Nelson on game days. We, we definitely need to do uh, one of those. I think we need to do one of those and uh, we need to get some to the legends of, of N- Lindsey Nelson. Um, yeah. So I thought about, I saw them on Friday and I thought, you know, I might just go over there and just, just chat it up. Um, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Le- uh, legend of Lindsey Nelson. One of you all that see this all, I think there's uh 10 founding members. I, I think is what I read. Okay. One of the 10, 10 of the 10 hit, hit us up and we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do about, getting you guys some some baseball shirts you're all you're all you're all shirts are sweet i got one i'm waiting on it we need to get you some uh rifle i want, I want more of that that new logo on there yeah that new logo looks sweet yeah yeah i, I want, want some of those. that if you if you get those on a shirt your boys buying one <laughs> call me or four <laughs> four whoa <laughs> one for every day of the week yep Except one for one for every game of the week every game of the week there you go there you go Guys, it's been a fun, fun one. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I did have a fail. Did you have a fail? Oh, uh, yeah. Lil Nas. Like Lil Nas. Shoe. Yeah, the shoe. That's right. Good job. I forgot. Sorry. Um, got carried away. Um, we're about to watch UCLA upset Alabama, uh, unless Nate Oates pulls something crazy here. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. It's been a fun episode. Uh, can't wait to do it again on Wednesday. Can't wait to do it after a series sweep on – got to talk about it next week's Easter. <laughs> um, one day, though. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about a series sweep. So, guys, that's all we got. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet. So, I'm hey, dude. I, I kind of yeah. ate dinner. Kind of, sort of. I ate at like four o'clock. So, I didn't eat lunch. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, if y'all see the shirts, be sure to get one. Caleb's got a new idea. We'll get that out if we need to. Um, that's all we got. Y'all have a great week. We're bringing the boat in and we out. Oh, <laughs> my